Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Your host, Josh, here today. We're going to be talking about the Bills, Bucks, last night, Thursday night. Bills get the win. However, was it impressive? Then, coming up on the trade deadline, it is this Tuesday. There are a couple trades that I would personally love to see. Then, it's also the last Saturday to impress the college football playoff committee. Uh, what I think some teams need to do to solidify their ranking or possibly move up. Then I talk a little bit more about Michigan football and give you some Week 8 NFL picks and Week 9 college football picks. So, let's get into this, starting with last night's Thursday night game against the Bucks and the Bills, in which the Bills beat the Bucks 24-18. to Now, this game... Ended up being close, um, but it really didn't feel that close until the end. Uh, Buffalo up 24-10 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. Tampa Bay doesn't get the touchdown and two-point conversion until three minutes left in the quarter. And Tampa Bay even had a chance late at the game to have a Hail Mary uh, attempt. Chris Godwin turned around too late, um, didn't locate the football, and what could have been a disaster of a game for Buffalo. Um, so Buffalo avoided that, but Buffalo was the better team. They outgained the Bucks by 130 yards, um, had more first downs, uh, dominated the passing game, the running game. Uh, they were the better team. Uh, that's not saying much because I don't think the Bucks are that great. Uh, but to me, it did, um, solidify a suspicion that I had. That suspicion is more of a realization now that the Bills are not Super Bowl contenders. This, and it has nothing to do with Josh Allen, because I think Josh Allen is great. Uh, yes, does he make a play here and there that you scratch your head over? Yes, but a lot of quarterbacks do that. So I'm not going to fault uh, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. To me, it's coaching. It's Sean McDermott. I have been on record for so long now to fire Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers because he is so bad with Justin Herbert. Uh, that one, of course, is more egregious because, like, they don't make the playoffs and they choke 24-point leads in the playoffs. Or if Josh Allen has one playoff game, he's 4-4. Four and four. So it doesn't look as bad. But Sean McDermott is not the man for this job. If I can start another, please fire this head coach campaign. Get Brandon Staley out of the Chargers and get Sean McDermott out of Buffalo. They are not winning a championship with the Buffalo Bills. Why do I say that? When you have offensive coaches, uh, you score touchdowns um, in the red zone. So in the red zone last night, uh, they get all the way down to the Tampa Bay 19, settle for a field goal. Second possession of the game. They get down to the Tampa Bay one-yard line. It's third and goal from the one, and they run it with Latavius Murray. Don't get it. Then they try a weird out pass to Dalton Kincaid. I don't like the play call at all. Doesn't work, so you leave there with zero points. And then there was some other uh, ones, especially in the second half, where I thought you could really put it out of the game when the ball's around midfield. 
uh, it was like uh, some fourth and fives, fourth and four, uh, fourth and twos, things like that. And they would get delay of games to back him up to pump the ball. Why? Because that's a defensive coach mindset, which Sean McDermott was. Last night was one of the most frustrating games of football I've ever watched. Why? Because it's two defensive head coaches and Todd Bowles and Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott should not be a head coach. If this was the Detroit Lions, if this was the Kansas City Chiefs, if this was the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the Niners, maybe not the Niners uh, with Brock Purdy, but any of the other teams that I mentioned, they would have gone for it on that fourth down. They would have been aggressive because it's a time to put the game away. Yes, you trust your defense, but this Buffalo defense isn't the Browns, isn't the Ravens. They're not that caliber. So to try to punt it down to me doesn't make a lot of sense. You could have really put this game to rest. Again, if you had an offensive coordinator that had any sort of play-calling bone in his body that fits the offensive side. Instead, they don't, I don't don't think Ken Dorsey's that great of an offensive coordinator. I think Sean McDermott is an abysmal head coach. And it is just, it was a rough watch yesterday. And to me, again, it's sad because there was so much promise there with Buffalo going to the AFC Championship game, the divisional round. Josh Allen played so well. Stephon Diggs played so well. There's pieces of this defense that are very good. There's other pieces of the offense that I like as well. And they just can't do it. And I think, to me, the sole blame is on coaching. And usually, uh, you know, when teams are a bit off from winning a championship, they try to acquire a player. That doesn't make much of a difference. You look at Von Miller, they try to acquire him. Sometimes I think the players need to go to the James and say, hey, it's the coach, it's the coaching. Like, get us a better coach and and we can do it. Um, So... I mean, come on. Uh, they got to do better. The Bills, I mean, it's just, it's not, it's just sad at this point watching what a team can be and what we've seen a team do and what they should have done against the Bucks. I mean, it, it was just pathetic. It's sad to see them regressing. So now, moving on, we're coming up to the trade deadline this, this Tuesday. I am. Looking forward to it. Uh, big move already happened. Kevin Bard of the uh, Titans went over to the Eagles, reuniting with A.J. Brown. Made that team better. But there's some trades that I would like to see. One involves Derrick Henry. Now, Derrick Henry, a lot of people want to see him go to the Cowboys, one-two punch with Pollard, run it down. I want to see Derrick Henry go to the Bills. I do. Again, they need another offensive piece. Now, I think James Cook is just an all-right back. He's not that special. Um, they also have a ball a lot with Josh Allen, and Latavius Murray hasn't been promising this year. You add Derrick Henry to that offense, and it isn't just for, you know, he's not historically great at third and ones, fourth and ones, but to add that dynamic where you need to ice a game away, have a seven-minute drive, that's what Derrick Henry is. You also open up more RPOs uh, with Josh Allen, even though I know they want to take him away from run. But you can really design some runs 
for Josh Allen based on Derrick Henry. And it, to me, it's, it, to me, this would be the perfect marriage because the Bills are too Josh Allen reliant and they need a strong running back and they'll get that in Derrick Henry. He's a bruiser. I think he fits in with the city. And with the Titans, they're too reliant on Derrick Henry. So when you have that marriage, it's, hey, Josh Allen can do less. Derrick Henry can do less. And to me, it's a perfect match. I would love to see Derrick Henry to the Bills. Again, I don't think it will happen because of what I just went off on, the defensive head coach. Uh, but that is a trade that I would love to see Derrick Henry to the Bills. Then there's another one that I believe I heard Dan Orlovsky bring up on ESPN the other day, and that's one I haven't thought of, but I really liked. And that was Saquon to the Ravens. I really liked this trade a lot because uh, their writing back core is good. Not great. They got players in, you know, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, J.K. Dobbins. Unfortunately, he gets injured every year. But you add Saquon to this roster, that dynamic piece who is the focal point of the Giants. You had him to um, the Ravens currently. That's a team that can go to the AFC title game and go toe-to-toe with uh, Mahomes and them, uh, especially testing the Chiefs' defense, which is much improved. But Saquon to the Ravens, that to me is a great trade. You think of the RPOs, uh, a team that can run the football. You look at Lamar passing great this year, another great dynamic. Another trade. Uh, this one, to me, I just decided to throw in there. I don't love it, but D-hop to the Chiefs just to get a wide receiver, too. I think uh, Travis Kelsey, obviously, is your one. Rasheed Rice is promising. You have Kadarius Toney in spots. Um, but to just add a veteran wide receiver in case you need a first down here and there, uh, you bring him in. Uh, you can use him situationally. You don't need him every single play, but in key spots, D-hop can make some plays for the Chiefs. Another trade. So, again, people were saying Derrick Henry to the Cowboys. Cowboys get another running back. No. Cowboys are, to me, fine with Tony Pollard. He is a good running back in this league. What they need is another wide receiver. CeeDee Lamb is fine, but this offense, to me, looked a lot better when Amari Cooper was there. So you can have CeeDee Lamb be your one, but you need a true two. Uh, Michael Gallup is not that. Brandon Cooks is also not that. What do I think they should do? Trade for Michael Thomas of the Cowboys, or of the Saints. Michael Thomas, a little older, can, is a, still an elite route runner. Um, great hands. I believe you bring Michael Thomas to the Cowboys, uh, especially when you have a team like the Eagles already showing signs of loading up, and you have a team like the Niners who got your number. You do need to do something extra. So to add Michael Thomas, pair him with CeeDee Lamb, really opens up the offensive passing game. Uh, as, again, another dynamic to where teams aren't just keying in on CeeDee Lamb passing or if it's running, Tony Pollard. You add another dimension, another wrinkle in this offense. Um, this would be a great move for the Cowboys. Next, Chase Young to the Detroit Lions. Now, I had to throw a Detroit Lions one in there. Uh, and I really like this one because, to me, the offense is just fine. Jared Goff is playing exceptional football. The running back tandem of Montgomery, she gives his great best offensive line. You have 
a great wide receiver core led by Amon Ron. You've got Reynolds and um, Jamison Williams now in there. So you've got guys. But on defense, you've got an improved secondary. Not great, but I don't think you spend much for a Patrick Sertan because that would cost a lot. Linebackers, decent, young, but pass rushing. Outside of Aiden Hutchinson, they're not getting much. I think a Max Crosby, elite ones would be too much. But Chase Young, they already have commanders have already gotten calls from Montez Sweat. But you pair Chase Young with Aiden Hutchinson as your two bookend edge rushers, that is a scary proposition. I think that would be huge for Detroit. Um, I would like to see Detroit go out and make a move for another edge rusher. Another trade that I heard this time on The Herd, Colin Coward, actually J-Mac said this, I believe, and that was Kirk Cousins to Atlanta. Now, I like this one a lot because this solidifies Atlanta's spot is top the NFC South. Now, the NFC South is an embarrassment of quarterbacks led by Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young. And to me, Desmond Ritter is the worst one. Bryce Young, again, First year, starting rookie, bad team. Baker Mayfield has played all right, um, and Derek Carr is just mediocre. So not not a lot of great quarterbacks. Atlanta could take just a stranglehold of this division because they got offensive pieces too. They have Bajan. They have Kyle Pitts. They got Drake London. You put Kirk Cousins in here, this is a playoff team. This team wins a division. Even my last trade on the trade deadline, and this is one – I have mentioned before, I will mention again because I want to see the Bayou Bengals fully reunited. That's Justin Jefferson going to the Bengals. That that trade, it would be a trade from both teams. I believe T. Higgins in a first-round pick would suffice for Justin Jefferson. You have people that think T. Higgins is worth a first, so that's basically your wide receiver and the first going for Justin Jefferson. This improves both ways if Minnesota doesn't want to pay Justin Jefferson or Justin Jefferson doesn't want to accept a contract and play there. The uh, tight or the Vikings get T. Higgins to pair with Jordan Addison. That to me is a great one-two punch. But you still get another first if you want to spend it on a receiver or another point of interest in the draft. And then the Bengals. They get another bona fide receiver in Justin Jefferson who played with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, in LSU, national championship game, all that. Those three, to me, the two best wide receivers in the league with the second best quarterback in the league. That is scary. That is a move I would like to see the Bengals try to make, try to execute again. I don't think they will, but hey, the Bengals don't look like they want to pay T. Higgins. And I don't know why Justin Jefferson and the Vikings haven't agreed to a contract yet. You swap them, include the pick in there. Uh, looks like a win-win for both. Just saying. Now, let's move on to some college football. So, again, this weekend is the last Saturday to make a statement to impress the college football playoff committee. So there's a couple teams I think need to do some impressing. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Georgia – is the number one team. Uh, why? Because they didn't cover against uh, Vanderbilt. They struggled against South Carolina and Auburn and put them away late. So 
Georgia, to me, needs to make a statement against Florida, a tough team, their rival, their 14-point favorites. No Brock Bowers. How is different is this team going to look if they get down against Florida? Will they be able to come back without Brock Bowers? So, to me, Georgia needs to make a statement win this weekend and say, hey, we know Michigan's been dominant, but we're still the number one team. If Georgia just squeaks by, to me, they can't be rewarded the number one team come Tuesday night. Next. I'm looking for Penn State to rebound. They're a whopping 32-point favorite, one of the biggest uh, spreads of the week. It's actually the top uh, spread for a top 25 team. They need to put on a show. ESPN is giving them a 98% chance to win. Uh, Indiana has struggled. This game is at Penn State. Penn State can't come out flat uh, and look rough against Indiana. This is a team they have to rebound against. Uh, really just a deflating loss against the Buckeyes last week. they got to put that one behind them and obliterate Indiana this weekend. And then Oklahoma. Can they win against a good Kansas team on the road? Last time to impress because last week wasn't impressive at all. Two-point victory over UCF at home. This time they are traveling to face the Jayhawks, nine-point favorites. And watch out for the Jayhawks there. Um, this is a feisty team, good team. Um, you can't afford to uh, mess around here because the Jayhawks will put you away, Oklahoma. And then last but not least, Oregon, Utah. Both of these teams are trying to stay alive. A loss this weekend uh, from this game uh, eliminates the loser from the Pac-12 uh Conference championship from playoff contention. So they need to a win. Thankfully, Utah's only won a bunch of games against uh, teams here. It, uh, Utah, uh, outside of the COVID year, that was their only down year in Utah, but they've won, I think, 27 straight with fans there. And the stands in is a tough environment to play in. Uh, Oregon, I think, has a little too much love as a six and a half point favorite. I think this is a game that will go down to the wire in a tough atmosphere to play in. Now let's move on to the NFL and make some picks. Already starting this week off 1-0. Buffalo Bills yesterday delivered for me. Let's get down the line here. Let's start with the Rams-Dallas. I'm picking Dallas to win this one, win this one big. Uh, they have won their past... Ten in a row at home, regular season games. They have looked like a much better team at home. Uh, Rams have been struggling lately. Dallas uh, coming off a uh, Monday night uh, victory against the Chargers. And then a bye week. I believe Dallas builds on the momentum and they absolutely steamroll the Rams. I think last year this game was like 35-10. to 10. I believe Dallas gets a defensive special team score. This one isn't close and doesn't feel close at all. I like Dallas to win this one. Next, Minnesota and Green Bay. So Minnesota, big win for them. I mean, they just look great uh, against the Niners. Green Bay has absolutely been struggling after a um, you know two and four start. Uh, they have lost four in a row. Haven't looked good. However, Packers. 
home underdog. I like the Packers. They got a rebound, uh, get the win here. I think they will. Jair playing. Uh, it's tough for the Vikings to come in and beat the Packers in Lambeau uh, historically for them. So I believe the Packers get the win uh, this weekend. Atlanta, Tennessee. I thought this was going to be one of the more closer games of the weekend. Uh, but with the Falcons, or my bad, with the Titans doing their garage sale of players, Kevin Byard out, Ryan Tannehill not starting, so either Will Levis or Malik Willis. They might look at trading Derrick Henry. How knows how much he plays if they want value for him. I like Atlanta uh, to win this game uh, just by default here because the the Titans, uh, this could get uh, bad for them. They are going full tank mode, I believe. New England and Miami. So this one to me is coming to is – Tyreek fully going to play and be healthy. He said he's going to play. How much he's going to play is the question. I like Miami to win this one, but I like New England to cover. Uh, Tua has never lost to Bill Belichick in his career. This one is in Miami. It has historically been tough for New England to go down to Miami and get the win. I do think Miami gets this one. It's close. Last game, uh, New England was close. New England had a shot to win. However, I think Miami uh, gets a win here against the Patriots. Jets-Giants. I like the Jets in this game. Um, Again, Tyrod Taylor starting for the Giants. He's looked actually all right. Got the win last week against the Commanders. But guess what? Jets get Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed back for this matchup. Aaron Rodgers will be there. This technically is a home game for the Giants. But guess what? There's going to be more Jets fans there than Giants fans. You'll look in the stadium and see a lot more green than blue. So I like the Jets. Uh, this will have that home game feel for Zach Wilson, who's more comfortable there in that life, which is good for a young quarterback to be uh, confident in that stage. This is a must must win for the Jets. I believe they get the win and get to 4-3, and three, a record that most people kind of wrote them off as after that first game with Aaron Rodgers going down. Next, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh. Interesting one here. One of the better uh, games of a weekend. Jacksonville 5-2, and two, Pittsburgh 4-2. and two. Uh, Pittsburgh, you know, surprising 4-2 and two record, I believe. Uh, Jacksonville has won five consecutive games. This is, to me, a tough one because Pittsburgh's defense is so good. But offensively, if Jacksonville can score points, can Pittsburgh keep up with them? I don't know. Again, this is one I'm nervous. This is one to me I feel can go either way. Uh, you slice it because, again, it's in Pittsburgh. He's a home underdog, Mike Tomlin, and you historically don't bet against that when the spreads, again, two and a half points, three points. I'm going Jacksonville. But this is one I could switch on game day. But right now I am going Jacksonville. Philadelphia, Washington, I'm going Philly. Um, Again, Washington hung tight with them a few weeks ago. Washington beat them last year. However, I don't think Washington will be able to do so this weekend. I like Philly. I told him this game, Jalen Hurts dealing with an injury, struggling a bit. But, you know, Sam Howe has his spurts, especially in the fourth quarter. 
the majority of this game, Philadelphia will be able to negate whatever rushing attack Washington tries, and the Philly uh, Eagles win this game. Houston, Carolina. I'm going Houston in this one. I believe the Panthers will actually drop to 0 and 7. Uh, you know, Texans to me, better team. Looks like they got the better quarterback so far in CJ Stroud over Bryce Young. Um, this team has been playing really well. D'Amico Ryan's great coach. Don't expect much from the Panthers. Houston gets a win. Cleveland, Seattle. I'm not a fan of backup quarterbacks in NFL games. I'm just not. Uh, do I think it'll be a close game because I think Cleveland's defense is that good? Yes, if this game was in Cleveland, I might expect Cleveland to get the win. However, I am picking Seattle to improve to 5-2. and two. Uh, Again, I don't think Geno Smith has been that great this year. A lot of red zone in success. Um, but with P.J. Walker starting in this cloudy Deshaun Watson situation and the critics and everybody really coming for him, which I get, there's just a lot of negative, confusing, weird energy around Cleveland, um, which again is an odd because that's what it always is. But Seattle, I believe, wins this game and proves to 5-2. and two. Kansas City-Denver. Uh, Kansas City, they have won 16 straight games. Mahomes has never lost to the Broncos. Do I need to say more until Denver can prove to me that they can do it? I don't believe it. I'm going Kansas City. And who knows? Taylor Swift might even show up to mile high. Baltimore, Arizona, another one I don't think will be close. I believe Baltimore wins and dominates the Cardinals. No Kyler Murray. I don't believe he returns, even though he has taken off the injury report. I like Baltimore to win this game this weekend. Then one of the, to me, the game of the week, uh, Cincinnati and San Francisco. I believe this is a great matchup. Uh, who's going to start a quarterback for the Niners is a question. No, um... You know, is it going to be Brock Purdy, who is still in concussion protocol, hasn't been cleared yet, or is it going to be Sam Darnold? Uh, regardless of who is playing quarterback, I was going to pick the Bengals uh, to win this game. I've been a road underdog, Joe Burrow, road underdog, 14-2 and in his career uh, in the NFL. Uh, very good, very comfortable playing in that uh, situation. A lot of people think that, you know, Sam Darnold plays, they don't miss a beat. But since he is a good team, and it's not just about the quarterback, it's that Trent Williams isn't going to play again. He is most likely going to be out. So you look at Trey Hendrickson over on that side against Trent Williams, it's going to be a long day for the offensive line. Whoever it is, Debo Samuel uh, out as well. Um, I believe since his defense can contain San Francisco, kind of like the Vikings did, and offensively, Joe Burrow has been getting better every week. I think this bye week served as a very useful bye week for him. And I don't see anybody on the Niners. I mean, we just saw uh, Jordan Addison light up the secondary. Now Jamar Chase, T. Higgins going out there. And I expect it to be close. I don't think so. I actually think Cincinnati wins convincingly over the Niners this weekend. I like Cincinnati to improve to 4-3. and three. Um 
And then, again, a team I believe in all year haven't swayed. A lot more people will be returning right to Cincy after this weekend. People forget they started 3-3 three and three last year. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Cincy wins. Then Sunday night, the worst Sunday night game so far of the year. Bears-Chargers, I'm picking the Chargers to win. Because if the Chargers lose, Brandon Staley will not make it out of the stadium as the head coach of the Chargers. And if he does, the Chargers should dismantle themselves as an organization uh, right away. Um, Chargers win this game because Justin Herbert loses this one and the team loses this one. Uh, You might just blow this whole thing up. Won't look good. Now, time to make my college football picks. So first, Duke-Louisville, two great teams, two top 25 teams. Is Riley Leonard going to play? If Riley Leonard plays, give me Duke. If he doesn't, I'll take Louisville. Uh, This team looks very different offensively with Riley Leonard playing quarterback. Iowa State-Baylor. At home, give me the Baylor Bears in an upset over Iowa State. Then... A little Ohio battle. Miami, Ohio. Red Hawks against the Ohio Bobcats. Tough game there. Give me the Ohio Bobcats to win that game. Purdue versus Nebraska. I like Nebraska. Cornhuskers to win that. Then game day, the match of the week. Oregon, Utah. So this, again, I go back and forth. Oregon burned me on a game day a couple weeks ago against the Huskies. Uh, Do I trust Dan Lanning to fix, fine-tune his play calling? Against the best coach in the Pac-12, the most sound coach, and Kyle Whittingham. I don't know the Utah place is electric with game day being there. And, you know, I watched briefly Kyle Whittingham on Pac McAfee. Utah will be prepared for this game. The question is, will Oregon? Oregon got up and were prepared for Colorado. They didn't look that prepared against uh, Washington. So will we be prepared against Utah with a great defense? I don't know. I'm picking Utah, Oregon, but I do not have a lot of faith in that pick. Next, Wyoming, Boise State. I like the Cowboys to beat the Broncos. Tennessee and Kentucky. Tennessee looked great last week in the first half and just didn't score a point in the second half. I think they'll bounce back against the Wildcats this week. Then the Troy Trojans against the Texas State Bobcats. I like Texas State in an upset. Oregon State, Arizona. Arizona has been great. Hot team, trendy pick. However, the Beavs are my team. They are consistent. They are the chainsaws. It's Halloween weekend. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, my bad. Oregon State Beaver Chainsaw Massacre. Wildcats going down by the Beavs. And lastly, UNLV and Fresno State. Two 6-1 teams, two good teams. UNLV, uh, what is their only loss to? Do you know because they're bowl eligible? Uh, can you believe their only loss was to Michigan? This is a good team. Give me UNLV over Fresno State. This has been Unbothered. I will talk to you all next week. Hope you have a great weekend. Uh, NFL, college football. World Series actually starts tonight. I'll give you my pick, uh, D-backs, home team. Uh, Couldn't believe they beat the Phillies. Why not let the Magic continue running? 
beat the Texas Rangers. I think it'll be a great series. I think it goes a distance. Um, D-backs win in seven. Bye, everybody.